2: And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob.
3: Hey, welcome into a special Master's Preview edition of Real Golf Radio. You want to talk about what's real. And I love that open. But, man, when it's the open prior to going to the Master's,
4: That's what's real. It
3: just ramps it up another couple
4: notches, doesn't it, Bob? (laughs) Oh, no doubt about it.
5: The
3: 87th playing of the Masters tournament is just under, uh, it's just upon us. It's there. It's right on the doorstep. Cannot wait uh, to get back there and and cover the Masters again this year. And, of course, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, the Drive, Chip, and Putt, uh, a celebratory weekend for the game of golf and all that goes on. And you know what I was pleased to see, Bob? Wednesday forecast in Augusta looks absolutely beautiful, perfect, hot, and should be a wonderful celebration for the par three, which is yeah. one of my favorite parts of the week.
4: You know, I've been watching the weather report for the last, oh, I don't know, a week or so. And, mm-hmm. you know, it gives me about 10 days out and it's showing rain and thunderstorms and all this kind of stuff. And, and it just is just kind of moving in the right direction
3: it is it's getting better and yep. better as we get closer yep. to the week there's no doubt about it but uh, hey it, it always has to rain they got to sell those umbrellas everybody wants to buy them anyway so uh, the yep. ponchos I would highly recommend the ponchos maybe the best value at Augusta National so if you you know if you need one it's a nice way to get around but hey we're gonna yep. get into all the storylines heading into this 87th playing of the masters tournament we just can't wait of course Bob Casper my co-host his father Billy Casper won the Masters back in 1970 in the final 18 hole playoff in Masters history over his good friend Gene Littler, both San Diegans and uh, historic win and just, I know how much it's meant to you, Bob and I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about that more, but, you know, Scotty Scheffler, the defending champ, you've got uh, so many great storylines, some some unbelievable play going on by some of the top players in the game. And when you start trying to pick winners, you start saying, well, who am I not going to pick if I'm going to pick one person? So we'll get into the players. We'll talk about that. And then there are, of course, some of the changes to the golf course, the lengthening of 13 and 11 and, and, and even 18. So we'll talk about that, the changing of the par three course. And this year, by the way is the 20th anniversary of our good friend Mike Weir's Masters win back in 2003, and you are going to hear from the 2003 champ Mike Weir reflecting back on 20 years from his win there at Augusta. John Patrick from the Augusta Golf Show will join us as well as America's favorite caddy. It's all on tap. Stay tuned. We're just getting started on Real Golf Radio.
6: Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com.
7: At Staples, school is always in session. And savings never take a holiday. Especially now. During Staples Teacher Palooza, you save big on everything for school, like 20% on all Crayola products, up to 40% on brands like Post It, Papermate, and Elmer's. Plus 24-pack cases of true clear bottled water are only 3 dollars During Staples Teacher Palooza, teachers save big and so do you, with classroom deals for everybody. But deals end soon, so hurry to Staples Today. Offers end for one in-store only, limit one on water while supplies last.
8: Every piece of land has a story. The Upshaws right theirs with a John Deere 1-Series tractor they call Penny. When your project comes up, you have to just jump in and figure out what is it going to take. From front loader to backhoe, the Upshaws have the tools to DIY all day long. Run with us on a 1-Series tractor and start telling your story. Get a 1-Series tractor starting at $134 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315.
2: With Progressive's Home Quote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance, because giving you options is the right thing to do.
0: Oh, you mean like when I let someone with less groceries go ahead and line? Sure, there's a part of me that thinks, if you only need three things, maybe go to a convenience store next time. And now they're sifting through coupons and my frozen foods are about to be not frozen.
2: But still, it's the right thing to do. So compare rates with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not
9: available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
10: This report is sponsored by Beringer Ingelheim.
9: I'm Bernie Williams, and I lost my dad to idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, one of the most common forms of interstitial lung disease, an umbrella term for over 200 rare conditions that can cause scarring of the lungs and may make it difficult to breathe. My dad was my hero. He was the one to introduce me to music and it is something that helps me feel connected to him, even today. Music was always something that helped me cope as a caregiver. Writing a song to honor my father and his own journey with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis was a way to put my feelings down on paper, and I know so many people can relate. Check out tuning to Lung Health to hear more about what living with interstitial lung disease really means and the important role that music can play in helping to cope with this disease. You will find a series of vocal and breathing exercises playlists and some of my favorite tunes and personal stories from people who have been affected by interstitial lung disease. Visit TuneInToLungHealth.com to learn more.
2: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: And this segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Check out blackdesertresort.com to find out about this championship golf course designed by Tom Weiskopf, one of the greatest to do it. And uh, he's going to be honored this coming week at the Masters. be a little interview with Phil Smith, his architect, and Jim Nance on the broadcast. So look forward to that. And there's some big announcements coming about this Black Desert Resort. You're going to want to stay tuned and check out blackdesertresort.com for exclusive real estate opportunities available. And just get down there to play. It opens up Memorial Day weekend for all 18 holes. So it should be spectacular.
11: That's the coolest part about this whole deal. I mean, this is such a fun golf course. It's such a fun piece of property. I mean, it's... I mean, it's Augusta National. It's about as cool as it gets. It's so fun to play. Um, you know, I just can't can't believe that I can come back for a lifetime and, and get to enjoy enjoy this golf course.
3: It's immortality, golf immortality. When you slip on a green jacket, and those are the comments of last year's winner. Of course, uh, Scotty Scheffler getting it done in impressive, fashion, dominating fashion. Really, I mean, when the guy yeah. can four putt and still win by three, you know, you are doing something pretty well. Uh, Scotty sums it up there, Bob. And I know you've, you, 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 we've been going back and forth a little bit on some of Gary uh, players' comments and Jack Nicholas and that kind of thing about where does this rank. But uh, you know, look, so in some ways it might be semantics, but at the end of the day, if you were to poll players, which major would you want to win above all else? The Masters is going to reign supreme.
4: Oh, I think so too. Um, you know, you get the green jacket, you get the opportunity to play there as long as you want to. There's no uh, deadline as far as uh, age, that type of thing. And um, you get to go back. You get to, you get to go back. You get to play. You get to, you become an honorary member. It's, it's really, really cool to be a part of that and know somebody that had that opportunity or has had that opportunity and continues to have that opportunity.
3: Yeah, I think about your dad and all that he accomplished, winning 51 times on the PGA Tour, the two U.S. Opens, along with the Masters, plus his senior career and his mm-hmm. Ryder Cup record, right? The winningest Ryder yep. Cup uh, you know, in, in U.S. Ryder Cup history. So there's a long right. list of accolades that go along, but your dad seemed to gain the most enjoyment, at least late in life, in the years that I knew him, every year when he would go to Augusta. Just the welcome he got, not only from the from the folks at Augusta, but the patrons and the fans all all around. He just really soaked it up, and it felt like... It was almost like a coronation, a celebration of all of that he accomplished in the game of golf, and he was able to do that every year.:
4: You know, it was interesting I've been had an opportunity to caddy for him many, many times there at Augusta, and I can remember we'd go out and play the back nine, and it seemed like every single hole took 30 minutes. <laughs> Okay, We'd be walking down 15, and the next thing I'd know, I'd be standing at the ball out in the middle of the fairway, and I'd be standing, and, and I'd look over, and he'd be over on the ropes talking to people. Or we'd be on 12, and walk up to the tee on 12, and he would sit there and talk with people. And the people that were there year after year after year in the same spot, and uh, just wanted to say hi. Or we'd sit behind the, the clubhouse. And people would walk up to the rope and he would just sit there and talk. And he enjoyed the experience at Augusta National simply from the standpoint that every single major championship is on a rotational basis where this one is not. And you're playing Augusta National Golf Club uh, year after year after year. And you see these people and the traditions of what goes on there and Clifford Roberts and Bobby Jones and all the champions that have been there, it was just a really special place for him.
3: It's just a blueprint for how to treat people. You know, there, there's money involved. There's no yep. doubt about it, right? We hear a yep. lot of talk about money these days in sports, but it's this—it's the history and the tradition, and yep. the ceremony and the the legacy that goes along with what winning a Masters tournament will do for you. Yeah, and and I think there's those are all things that have to be considered you know these guys to for the most part the money's going to take care of itself it's the be, it's being able to be part of that annual celebration of golf that happens yeah. at Augusta National yeah. every year that's that's so cool. All right, let's talk about some of the things and uh, storylines going into the year. The distance and lengthening of 13, this is something that's long been talked about. Of course, it's the final leg of Amen Corner, it's the par 5, so 11 coming down the hill, the par 4, 12 over Rays Creek, and then 13, the, the par 5, and 13 is my favorite hole. It's, uh, I think, the most picturesque hole with mm-hmm. the the white sand bunkers framing the back side of it. Ray's Creek, run, you know, kind of intersecting the 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 front side of that green, and then the azaleas, you know, and the and the pine trees all around it. It's just a, it's a cathedral there that I think is 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 breathtaking. It's something you always want to lay your eyes on. Now, it also has provided some terrific drama in Masters tournaments over the years, and. I think the one time where I was scratching my head a little bit, Bob, was the Bubba Watson-Jordan Spieth final round Uh back in the day. And Bubba just, you know, he just took it up over those trees and had a little wedge in, and it just didn't feel like a fair fight when he took down Jordan Spieth that year. But um, Augusta National finally decided to do something about it. It's been in the works for some time, purchasing some property, you know, from Augusta Country Club behind that tee box. What do you make of the changes, and do you, from what you've heard and what the players
4: have said, do you feel like this is the the right direction? Well, as far as the changes are concerned, basically it's just straight back 35 yards um, to the tip of the tee. Uh, Ben Crenshaw um, summarized it by saying that the tee is up a little bit higher now, Um, so you're kind of hitting more of a level tee shot off the tee where before – it's almost like you're going uphill a little bit from the tee shot where prior to the prior to this coming year. So you're going to be more level, but uh, Scotty Scheffler said he used to kind of sling hook a three wood around there. A lot of guys did tiger does that kind of thing. But now he said he's going to have to hit driver and just take it right up the left side and get, let the slope carry it around. But um, you know, a lot of guys are saying they're, hitting uh, mid to long irons in um, some of the shorter guys are going to have to hit probably three to five wood in. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know necessarily if, if it's the best, but I think it's going to be really, really interesting because it's going to be exciting to see who's um, going for the green and who's not going to be able to go go for the green. So, um, we're going to see less Eagles, but we'll see a lot of birdies too.
3: Well, I think that is the question. Are we going to see less? Is it going to diminish some of the excitement, the roars, the back nine on Sunday that is is so exciting about Augusta? That's a momentum hole. And yeah. I, from the, the comments I've heard from the club is that they want this to, again, be a momentum hole, meaning that that it, it, you actually are accomplishing something if you can get there in two. And so yep. – Providing that it doesn't silence the roars, I'm okay with it. That That's the big if. Hey, there's a lot to talk about. There's changes to the new par 3 course. We'll get into that. 18 live players and Cameron Smith, the only one that's on the interview schedule. Uh, Also, some of the comments from past champions about where the Masters ranks, along with the other major championships, and uh, plus all the players. Hey, the defending champ Scotty Shuffler, and the rest of the favorites. We still have to get into all of that, but coming up next, John Patrick. He hosts the Augusta Golf Show, native there in Augusta, Georgia. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming Masters Tournament when our preview show continues next right here on Real Golf Radio.
1: that's eight hundred two 1738
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio talking golf with brian taylor and bob gasper
13: one day you'll get
2: it here's brian and bob all
3: right welcome back to the show as we preview the upcoming masters tournament next week it's kind of become a tradition where we reach out to one of our fellow radio hosts out there in augusta hosting the augusta golf show and he sits well we used to sit rather close now he's on the other side of the grand uh, arena that is the press building at augusta national john patrick is the host of augusta golf show john how are you I'm I'm good guys, Bob. Why is he yelling? Why do why no, does he I yell? I
4: don't understand that. that I'm excited. excited. Are voice. you not
3: excited? I'm excited. <laughs> can you hear it?
14: Yes, I can hear it. Um yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's the Super Bowl for us. So yes, we're excited. We're happy. We're happy that everything, all the unpleasantness seems to be behind us and and it will be um it will be as it will be as normal as it's been in years.
3: mmm I, I have been accused of being a loud talker. I've had more than one media uh, scribe in that very building uh, give me a bad time. However, I will uh, try to get into my Jim Nance golf voice for controlling Hello, the volume just a little bit. But um, really hey, uh, so l- listen. Uh, the first thing I always am curious, since you're a, a local there, is what are the azaleas popping? Where are we at on those?
14: Uh, oh, yeah, you needed to be here about four weeks ago. For no. The well now, now, I don't know about out there. <laughs> um, but 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 on on Broad Street, oh they've come and gone. I mean, we had a really warm mild winter and then we had a pretty good uh we had a pretty good streak of low to mid 80s about 2 or 3 weeks ago. So they popped and went. So I'm assuming, could be wrong, but I'm assuming uh they've come and gone at the club also.
4: Hmm. So, having said that, with... Uh, I've
14: disappointed Brian right from the start. Yes, no, no, you not, have. I'm not yes, even talking.
3: I've, I've lowered my voice, and
4: now I'm just in a little
3: shell over here. Okay. <laughs> so,
4: having said that, you talked about the warm winter. You talked about the really nice spring. Um, the changes to the golf course. Um, 35 yards on 13, we've heard. Um, also, taking some trees out along number 11, and... A new par three.
14: Yeah. Um, the three is the first two, three, four holes have been redesigned. Um, it, it, depending on how long it's been since someone's been here, the, it, it, the first and second hole, or at least the first hole is sort of like the very old first hole. Um, the, the hole that had been the first hole, I think was, was originally the second hole, but yeah, they've made some changes there. I think they've made it more, you know, patron friendly, more television right. camera friendly. Uh, there are some restrooms built there. There's a merchandise shop now on the on the grounds there, and um, and apparently, again, you guys know this. Reports are that um, over this summer they will uh, they will work on numbers eight and nine on the short course. Mm.
3: Is that and technically what it's called? Pond the short course.
14: Um, yes, that's, yes. It's not that's the part what of the we room. members. Okay. No, that's what we members refer to it as. Yes, gotcha. the short course.
3: We members. Did you yes. say you we hear members? That? We members? I see. He dropped that in there. I see what he's trying to do. Wait a minute.
14: Impersonating yes. a member. Yes. The, the, the par three course, yes.
4: <laughs> so you're a member of the par three, but not the big course.
14: <laughs> Correct. I'm working my way up. And really, really only a member of two or three holds. Oh, the there first. you go. Okay. The new ones. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ones that haven't been built yet. <laughs> yeah.
3: You had full oh. access when it was dirt, but now that grass is back on, you've been restricted again. Yeah. Dang it!
14: But what about exactly. the other yeah.
4: holes? 13 and 11.
14: Um, you know, we we've, we've heard a lot of comments about 13. We've heard, you know, for the most part, the, the pros seem to like it. Uh it, most of them have said they still expect to to go into to go into thirteen with maybe a five, four, five, six iron. Uh, I know that Scotty Scheffler talks about the fact that you know he used to sling his three wood. Now he's got to hit driver, hits it down left side by the corner, and lets the topography of the course kind of move his ball to the left a little bit. But but I haven't heard I I I haven't heard anyone who's played thirteen say they didn't like it. Mm. Um, you may have heard that much about eleven. I I, I don't know how noticeable 11 is to everybody, Um, how how many trees have been removed. But I really haven't heard any of the guys comment about 11 being that much different.
3: I, I suspect, John, that next week there'll be a lot of discussion about this distance and how Augusta feels about the USGA announcement. And in relation to the fact that they just lengthened, you know, the third hole of Amen Corner, right? I mean, it's iconic. And so something that's been talked about for a long time, they finally did that. There was a lot that went into it, you know, negotiating and purchasing the property from Augusta Country Club, you know, redesign, moving it back, you know, all that they went through to do that. And now the USGA announces that they want to roll the golf ball back which may negate the need to have done what they just did. I suspect it'll be quite a bit of discussion. How do you suspect the club will respond? And what are your thoughts on all that?
14: You know, I've wondered about that. Um, I know that the club in times past and, and again, there's a lot of, I'm speculating here. There has been speculation that the club did some things and did not consult some of the other governing bodies. Did, did the governing bodies go down this path without talking to the club when they when they, you know, these people talk, they had to know that the chairman was close to moving back the tee, or they had to know where they were in this whole rolling back the golf ball. So I, I do think there's a bit of intrigue there. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there have been situations where the club did not uh, communicate with the governing bodies on things that they were doing. So maybe the governing bodies did not communicate with, with the club on things that they were doing. And again, and again, guys, Officially, the ball hadn't been rolled back. Mm-hmm.
3: That's right. true. John Patrick, you have got the
14: Golf Show joining us here. Sorry, go ahead, John. Yeah, maybe rolled back in the um, USGA events or something like that, RNA events. But but, but officially, we're in this uh, we're in this period of comments. So the ball has not. We haven't. We haven't. This is not data complete yet. Yeah.
4: So another article came out um, recently, like within the last day or two, that said. Gary Player and now Jack Nicholas think that Augusta National and the Masters is the number four major on their list. Whoa, Jack said that too? Jack said it too. Oh, come on. Jack well, said that the it's national championship like the US Open, well, the British Open, or the PGA, well, that's why it's number four. Oh
14: you know, um I will I will I will side with my childhood hero on that. Uh big <laughs> Because because Bob Jones didn't call it a championship. And to be honest with you guys, in unless I slip up in everything that I do, I rarely, if ever, refer to the winner as a champion. I will call him the winner of the tournament, the Masters winner from last year, because Jones did not consider it a championship. And I had not heard that Jack, I'd heard Gary's comments, but I had not heard that Jack said that. Mm. Um, I'm, I, I'm on the side of, of Jack on that.
3: I noticed you didn't say you were on Gary's side, but just Jack's, I guess.
14: Well, he's my childhood hero. <laughs> um, it's true. It's the Masters know.
3: Tournament. It's not the Masters Championship. I get that. But still, they refer to the Masters Champion. That That is, that is, I think, apropos. Who does? I, I hear that. I heard that mentioned, Masters Champion. I mean, if was the Champions mm-hmm. Dinner, for instance. It's not no, the, winner's it's the master's
14: dinner. It's the Masters Dinner. Masters officially. Club dinner. Yeah. Mm. yeah, It's mm. the master's club dinner. We've kind of turned it into the champions dinner. Um, so, so, but, but to your point, Brian, yes, there, I'm sure there are times they've referred to the winner as being the champion. It's just, again, if you read, if you read Jones, he never, you know, he, he held in high esteem those national championships, those USGA championships, the amateurs, the opens and the, and the such. Yeah. He never considered this tournament he started as a championship. So I, I, I certainly know where Jack's coming from. And, you know, Jack has, Jack has also said to me that, you know, he finds the golf course interesting in that, you know, it plays on a rye grass. It, it, he, he's, he's, he said he's, there are times he's thought it's not in the best condition yeah. because, because of the rye grass, how well has the rye grass come in this year? It's, it's not a, it's not a natural grass. It's sort of a, You know, it's something they kind of construct to make it all pretty and green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm I'm sort of just shook here at listening to these comments. I'll be honest with you, (laughs) I'm not even sure what I'm listening to right now. Wait, the golf course? I'm not sure how good the golf course is. I'm not sure if this is a championship. It's number four on my list. Like this is. This is all blowing my mind here. But anyway, I, I happen to rank it number one, and I happen to think it might be the most amazing thing I've ever laid my eyes on in the world of golf. So uh, that that's me. That's my context. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. How do we – people always want to pick a winner on this thing. Everybody does a pool. It's similar, you know, coming off of your bracket of March Madness, which, you know, everybody completely discarded this year. And it's almost that way when you try to pick a, a winner of the Masters tournament. It, I mean – when people ask me, who are you picking? I'm saying, who are you not picking? Are you not picking Scotty Scheffler? Are you not picking Rory McIlroy? Are you not picking Jordan Spieth or John Rahm? I mean, you know, go down the list. It's very, very difficult this year, in my opinion, to, to pick a guy that seems like a natural frontrunner.
14: Oh, I think it's always difficult. I, it's, I don't think I, it's a question I kind of try to avoid because I just think it's – you're just kind of throwing it out there, seeing if it sticks to the refrigerator. Um, having said that, um, I like Rom. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I just I just do I I still guys I just there's just something about although he, he proved it wrong last year and he Tiger obviously I just I just think it's hard to keep winning I really do yeah. I mean Scotty wins the players Scotty wins the match you know be going against what I'm saying but I just think it's hard to keep winning um, so I, that's that's my issue with Scotty. Uh, Rory, I, I, I'd love to grand see slam. it. Come on, Cinderella. Oh, I know. Story. I'd love. I'd lo- well, and and history. I, I mean, I've always thought you know the people that come to that golf tournament on Sunday want to see history. They want to say, "Hey, I was there mm-hmm. when R- Rory got the Grand Slam. I was there when Tiger won. I was there when you know Faldo beat Norman, whatever it might be." I always believe that crowd wants that. So. So if Rory were to do it, I think it'd be a great Sunday. Um, they love Jordan. Um, you know, I, I nobody 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 talks about the guy that I just I just there's just something about Colin Morikawa. Um, I don't know. I just I just think he's better than everybody gives him credit for. Mm, silence, silence in no. Utah. talk
3: no it's hey look i mean i it, the only difference would be that collins been so, Co, Colin's been the one that's silent last he'll year. tell you yeah
14: well but he but, but you know he last year was an anomaly in that you know he was trying to fashion a different shot he's gone back to his fade and 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 you'll get a bevy of of of, of players through the years who who say, well, you got to hook it. No, you can win with a fade there. Um, I, ju- I just think his game was not under control last year. I think he was experimenting. We've God, how many times have we seen that? Somebody comes into the golf tournament thinking they've got to develop a hook or a draw, mm-hmm. and, and and then they're ruined for the rest of the year. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just something about him. I I just think he flies under the radar just enough to be dangerous.
4: All right. So 18 players will be playing this year that are not playing on the PGA tour and playing the, the LIV golf league. Um, any discussion about that or thoughts about that? Um, and what people are saying,
3: it's going to be a book title, right? The 18 players.
14: Yeah, 18. I, I do think, I, I do think there's interest in how this plays out. I do think there's interest if, if Dustin Johnson or Patrick or somebody finds themselves climbing the leaderboard Saturday or Sunday morning, um, I do think there's interest in that. I, I, I What I find interesting is here to four, you know, it, does, it didn't look like they were going to get to play in majors, and now it looks like they're playing in every major. Um, and it looks like they're getting everything they wanted. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. And I think the club has, has sort of left that open a little bit. Yeah, they're playing this year, but, you know, we're always reassessing. Um, I, I frankly think that's an interesting an interesting dynamic to the tournament this year, let alone the dinner on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I think it almost feels like they're auditioning. Don't you think like, it's like, okay, we're going to let you in, but you know, you've been warned or you're, you've been no, you're on notice, right? Like if this becomes a, a live promotion at our tournament, you you might want to just think this is your last time. I, I mean, that's what I have no idea, but it feels like th- that might be the thing.
14: I just, you know, the club, for all that's believed about the club, I, I, I think they, they really try to play well with others. I, I don't think they like being trendsetters in certain aspects. Uh, you know, there was, I don't think there was ever going to be a master's golf ball, but, but here comes possibly rolling back the golf ball. And if they do that, you know, I think the club would go along with what the governing bodies uh, dictate. Um, so I think the club, the club is just sitting back and, seeing how this all plays out and if it will, will may be different than April, will August be different than April, you know, they, they're, they're going to come. We're not changing the criteria. They're winners. They get to play. Uh, but let's see how this all pans out moving forward. I think yeah. everybody in that position is sort of taking a wait-and-see attitude. Yeah.
3: Hey, John, before we let you go, and appreciate you taking some time, give uh, those that are listening, maybe they're going for the first time, maybe they've been a few times, but they're headed back. From a local's perspective, what do you need to experience? What is something that you should do or take notice of while you're in town for the Masters from a local's perspective?
11: Wow.
14: Um, you know, it, it just soak it all in. I don't know how everybody's going to, to, to do this? Are they going to stay at a somebody's home? Are they in with a group? If, you know, if they're on their own, it's, it's such a different dynamic these years, these these days, guys, you know, the, 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 the dynamic of having somebody come in and stay the week or stay five, six days, it doesn't feel like that exists anymore. It feels, it feels so much like they come in, they're coming to the golf course, they're going home, wherever home is. Um, I know there are people that stay. I get that but the feel is not the same. You know, when I moved here 40 years ago, it was seven day minimums in the hotels and the homes that used to be rented out. Many of those homes are being purchased now by the companies, as opposed to renting them out. Um, they, they do their best to keep their guests at home. So their guests may not be, you know, on the road after being at a restaurant or having something to drink. It is such a different dynamic mm. now to me. Um, and what I see and changing over the years, we've got great restaurants downtown. You guys have been to some of them. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it is still a small Southern town. It, 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 you know, once you get past the golf, there's not a whole lot to do except go out and have yourself a good meal and, uh, and get home and, and, and settle in for the next day. Uh, the, what people don't know who come here, that's a golf course that can wear you out. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Yeah, by walking it and spending all the time out there in the sunshine. So um, it is, you know, people say it's greener than I thought, and it's hillier than I thought. You know why they say that? Because it's greener than you thought, and it's hillier than you thought.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we say farewell to John Patrick of the Augusta Golf Show. John, we look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, let's, you know what? As we always say, Bob and I will be happy to buy you lunch there uh, inside the building.
4: Why does he yell all the time? Or breakfast?
3: Am I yelling? I'm not yelling. I just talk loud. <laughs> here we go again.
4: See yep. you, John. That was good.
3: All right. Thanks, John Patrick. Gusta Golf Show joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Love that guy. It's one. You know, that's one of the fun things you get to see friends that you've made over the years. Even though yep. we only see him once a year, always look yep. forward to visiting with him and saying hello and grabbing some, you know, sandwiches. You know, they're yeah. at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a yeah. short break. More of the Masters Preview Show continues next.
13: Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance.
3: We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs.
13: It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best better for everyone.
6: There are currently two million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom.
5: Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor.
6: Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever.
13: It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade. But it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey tri 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes less is more, like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more, like taking the most aggressive groove and gulp and adding even more advanced wedge technology, like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw, from Callaway.
2: Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: Welcome back to Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. Check out Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, Chrome Soft XLS, and find the golf fitting tool. That is available at CallawayGolf.com to find the golf ball that is best for you. Better for the best, better for everyone. Callaway and the Chrome Soft.
12: The goal today was crystal. That, that was
3: the that
12: was the goal. You, go. you know, like you know, whether that's low round of the day or uh, or make an eagle. Those, yeah. You know, that's that's that wins you crystal out here. So it's quite a cool, um, some at least you know to uh, to hang your hat on on days like today where you know you're not going to win the golf tournament.
3: That was Tony Finau after his final round last year at the Masters, speaking to us here on Real Golf Radio. And, Bob, what is he talking about? It's all
4: about crystal. <laughs> well, he made an eagle that day, so he won some crystals. So there is a these are awards that Augusta National traditionally hands out for eagle, low round of the day in the tournament, double eagle, hole-in-one, those types of things. Uh, initially, they were Steuben Glass or Steuben Crystal, which is made up in the state of New York. Uh, there's also really fine Waterford Crystal that we see some of the trophies on the PGA Tour. But Steuben Glass is extremely cool, and my mother always loved it when my dad <laughs> uh, was able to, to get this. But for a double eagle, you get a large crystal bowl. For eagle, you get a, a, a pair of uh, glasses. Uh, Low round of the day gets a crystal vase, Um, and then also uh, par three winner gets a crystal uh, bowl, pedestal bowl. Then the the par three hole-in-one also earns a crystal vase, and closest to the flag also gets some crystal as well. So those are the things that the guys think about, especially like Tony Fino. I thought that was awesome, that answer today's all about Crystal.
3: Yeah, well, it's a good segue into uh, some of the favorites and, and some of the players that you might pick. You know, Tony's one of the guys that we've looked at. He really has had such a great start to his Masters tournament career. Well, You know, burst onto the scene and and unfortunately, almost burst his ankle that <laughs> first his ankle, year yeah. when he made the hole Dislocated in one. it, whatever. Yeah, that was that was something else. But he he went on to tie for tenth on basically one yep. one wheel that that year. Comes back with a top five finish, then he tied for thirty eighth uh, in the November Masters. Came back yep. with another top ten. So. At the time, he was three for three in top tens in April Masters before last year, struggled a bit, tied for 35th. And, uh, you know, but still, when you've got top tens in three of your four Masters played in the month of April, not to discount what happened in November and Dustin right. Johnson's win. I'm right. just saying, you know, going forward, if you're comparing, you know, the sort of apples to apples, that golf course definitely played differently in November. So sticking with the April, he is three for four in top tens in April. And since last year's Masters, Big T has three wins and two runners up on the PGA tour. I mean, he's, he certainly has found his game. I went back and I listened Bob to the interviews that we were doing with Tony afterwards. And he said, he feels like he's close. And I remember yeah. we kind of just shrugged that off a little bit and he felt like he was close to going on a nice run. It took a few more months than he probably would have liked, but boy, he did go on that run.
4: Well, and as we saw in the Netflix uh, series, full swing, um, Tony had other things going on in his life with his family all of last year. And to be able to win back to back and then to come out in the second event of this new wraparound season, the last time they're going to have this wraparound season, and he wins at uh, the Cadence Bank Houston open. I mean, three wins in the space of three or four months and, Tony Finau now is, has catapulted himself to that next question that you have to ask, when is he going to get a major? And this is one that he would really like to get um, because he feels like he can win on this golf course.
3: I'll throw a stat out at you. It's something we talk about every year. The average number of attempts before winning your first Masters tournament is six. Tony's right. playing is sixth. So just uh, keep that in mind. There's several other players that are also playing their six or right around that six mark that would keep the average where it's at. So, uh, yeah, t- Tony's a guy. Look, are you looking for a long shot? Are you looking for a favorite? I mean, do you, are you going to not, dark pick, horse? Are you gonna yeah, not whatever. pick Tony
4: Fino? That, that's a question. Do you not pick him? Yeah, I, I, I pick him as definitely a long shot dark horse. Um, but what I like is that he missed the cut in the first event he played in the wraparound season wins the next week. And since then he's hasn't finished high lower or higher, yeah, whichever higher. way it is, than tie for 24. So um Tony is playing some great golf, just needs it to all come together this week. Um he's putting better and His iron shots are great into greens. He's driving the ball better. This could be a really good week for him.
3: Let's talk about some of the other favorites, and when you talk favorites, you have to start with Scotty Scheffler. He's the number one player in the world. He's the defending champ. Uh, He's played, you know, this is his fourth Masters, right? Uh, He won by three shots over Rory at 10 under par, and he... He's a guy that defended his title at Phoenix, tied for fourth at Bay Hill, won the players, and then final four at match play last week. So the yeah. only question, right, the only yep. question for the six-time winner and number one player in the world is there have only been three players to successfully defend their green jacket. That's yeah. Jack Nicholas, mm-hmm. Nick Faldo, mm-hmm. and Tiger
4: Woods. So Correct.
3: those kind of things matter. What do you think of Scotty?
4: I think Scotty's a great pick. Um, we didn't give him much um, credence last year because he had won three times going into the masters. It was tough to, when you've won that many times right in a row. And he had, he had never won a tournament on the PGA tour prior to that to be able to pick him. And he goes out and he wins the golf tournament in conviction, in convincing fashion. And here he is just right back on step again from last year. So, um, yeah, he is definitely one number one player in the world that you've got to you've got to say okay, Scotty Scheffler, you got to watch out for him.
3: What if I said this, Bob, in his 12 rounds at Augusta National, he still just has one round over par.
4: Wouldn't surprise me. That's pretty good. Yeah.
3: Rory McIlroy. Look, this is going to be a big story again. He's seeking the career grand slam for the ninth time. And uh, interestingly, he has been atop the leaderboard for the first three rounds. He has not been sorry since 2011. Has he been at the top of the leaderboard? He hasn't led after any round since 2011. So that's the interesting thing. However, um, he's he's played 14 Masters tournaments. He was runner-up last year. He shot a final round 64, which is ties the record low there for a final round, and he finished runner-up to Scotty Scheffler, started 73-73. That left him 10 shots back of Scheffler after 36 holes. He goes 71, then 64 to vault all
4: the way up to runner-up. I don't know. What do you make? What do you make of Rory? Well, you know, that's the cool thing about Augusta National is you can, you can make the cut on the button, And you can – and it's the type of golf course that you can – once you get on a roll, you can shoot some really good numbers and get right back into the mix. Um, I'm rooting for Rory simply from the historical standpoint of career grand slam, getting his fourth major championship to complete that, and um, I would love it. I think it would be great, and Rory's playing some great golf. He beat Scotty Scheffler at the match play um he's putting better he's gone to his old style putter like when he in 2011 um I think all things are looking well for Rory McIlroy
3: so it'd actually be his fifth you're talking about his winning the fourth major yes it'd be his fifth major because he's got the two pgas right, right? but I meant <laughs> the fourth of the career grand of the career slam. grand slam I see what you yep. mean uh top tens in seven of his last nine starts uh, and the and his best finish ever was last year runner up. Yep. So maybe just getting a taste of it, we could see Rory McIlroy. Boy, we still haven't talked about Jordan Speed, John Rahm, Colin Murakawa, Justin Thomas. I mean there's Will Zalatoris. There's so many guys. Yep. Uh who yep. you not picking. It's gonna be an interesting and exciting eighty-seventh edition of the Masters. Stay tuned, more real golf next.
15: With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full
1: 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
13: One day you'll get it.
2: Here's
3: Brian and Bob. Welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Masters Preview Edition of the show. So excited to be back there covering the Masters. Keep it tuned to Real Golf Radio, at Real Golf on our Twitter handle, Real Golf Radio on our other social channels. Join the conversation. Ask the questions. Uh, get interactive with us. It will be fun. We'll bring you our insights and um, and what we see out there all next week at uh, Augusta and the 87th player playing of the Masters tournament. Hey, coming up on the back nine, hour number two, it's a special one. Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champ. He also is the current International President's Cup captain. He joins us, good friend of ours, as we reminisce 20 years ago, this year, that, that Weirzy took down Len Matisse. Yeah and the rest of the field to win the Masters and become the first Canadian, the first lefty to win the Masters tournament. Pretty special stuff.
4: Yeah, it was good stuff. And um, it was fun to be right there watching him on the 18th green, sitting mm. there. And uh, and then to have our little get-together after after he had won the Masters and done all the stuff in Canada and everything. He comes back to Utah, and we uh, had a fun little outing or afternoon with him at the radio station
3: it was really cool we'll post a yep. picture of that on social check it out at real golf on twitter also america's favorite caddy stops by it's always fun to talk caddy stories and the question for the caddy bob is uh what shots did he enjoy and which shots did it just make him absolutely nervous as a caddy <laughs> to see his player
4: hit yeah it's fun uh and we all watch and we look for those in every Masters, whether we're watching on TV or or, uh, out on the golf course.
3: It's almost impossible not to have those highlights when you're watching the Masters. We'll get into it all. Hi, this
16: is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
17: USA News. I'm Cory Myers. The Secret Service preparing to help in former President Trump's indictment, but not the way you might think. The US Secret Service is now working out details with New York authorities about transporting former President Trump to Manhattan to face criminal charges. The law enforcement agency says it's working with state authorities and Trump's lawyers to provide for a safe surrender and that its role is transportation and personal protection, they are not taking part in Trump's arrest. Trump has released a statement saying he's completely innocent. His lawyers and major Republican figures are calling his indictment a political attack. In New York, I'm Karen Sloan. Parents and students demanding stricter gun laws at Tennessee's state capitol. This after the latest mass shooting at Nashville's Covenant School this past week. Hundreds of parents are joining community groups to urge legislators to act and stop future incidents from happening. Here's Susan Staley, a new parent who went to the Tennessee capitol. We
5: have to continue and senators to do the right thing by supporting gun smart legislation.
17: The Biden administration proposed a series of highly anticipated rules providing some clarity on how it will implement the Inflation Reduction Act provisions that restrict which electric vehicles are eligible for tax credits. The rules issued by the Treasury Department this morning outline sourcing requirements for critical minerals and battery components that automakers must use in EV batteries to ensure eligibility for the full $7,500 credit. Former South African track star Oscar Pistorius denied parole today in the 2013 slaying of model Riva Steenkamp. This is USA News.
10: Hearing my cat purr good morning mean a lot to me, but after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, they mean even more. I take Guy Brand's
17: The L.A. Dodgers went to the team's opening day game, and a football game broke out. A fan of the Dodgers wearing a Mookie Betts jersey ran onto the outfield grass before getting to one knee and appearing to propose to someone in the stands. Dodgers security quickly and brutally ended that sweet moment with a full-on tackle. A jury ruled in favor of Gwyneth Paltrow on Thursday in a $300,000 negligence suit filed by a Utah man in 2019. Terry Sanderson was determined to be 100% at fault for that ski crash that happened in 2016. He will be responsible for $1 in damages in addition to her attorney's fees. Paltrow later saying that she was pleased with the outcome and she appreciates all of the hard work of the judge and the jury and she thanked them for their thoughtfulness in handling the case. The killer whale, known as Lolita, appears to be one step closer to returning to its natural habitat of the Pacific Northwest after performing at a Miami tourist attraction for decades. It was taken from the ocean in 1970, but after a long-running dispute over where Lolita belongs, officials from various parties announced yesterday a binding agreement to take Lolita to its home waters. Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay helping to pay for Lolita's move. I'm Corey Myers, USA News.
1: Eight hundred seven six zero one eight four five. That's eight hundred seven six zero eighteen
4: forty five. 1845 Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two, fellas, follow me to the 10th too
2: On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio, with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey,
3: welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor, alongside Bob Casper, and this is one of my favorite weeks to be alongside Bobby, because his dad, Billy Casper, 1970 Masters Champion. hmm
4: some cool experiences. I, re- I remember that first year that you came. Yeah, that was so much fun.
3: Feels like every year is the first year when I go. <laughs> Same butterflies. Oh yeah. So I took my daughter to Taylor Swift in Las Vegas last weekend, and she was just so crazy. Like we're in the car, and she's like, "Do you think Taylor Swift drove on this road? Do you think all this stuff right?" And I was kind really? of, I was kind of oh, laughing, my. right? But I did have to admit, confess that that day, that night. <laughs> We were lying there in this. It was like a crow's nest of its own, right? When uh-huh. we were staying at this house that was rented there in North Augusta, and I remember looking out the skylight and the the big pine trees are out there, and I remember yep. thinking Tiger Woods is somewhere around these trees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was you like drove tw- down Magnolia Lane. That was like twenty, <laughs> almost twenty five years ago. Which That's is, crazy. Which is crazy, but yep. uh, yeah, I was. I had covered the NBA and college football and all of that, and and I, I kind of had lost the whole. You know, stardom thing, but man, it was still full and alive for golf for me that year, honey.
4: especially when we jumped in the champions locker room in the rain delay. Oh, <laughs>
3: some things, some things are reverent, Bob. Some things are reverent. I but, know, <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah, that was that's a special place. Look, I, I'll never forget walking out there. And, and the first time I just stopped as I laid my eyes for the first time in person on Amen Corner, uh-huh. walking down 11, mm-hmm. and as I stopped. I realized there were several others that had stopped around me and grown men were reaching down, just touching the grass, you know, with their fingers and tears and in their, their eyes. Heart. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's just, a, this experience is unbelievable. So yeah, yeah uh, exciting stuff coming up. Hey, we got an exciting back nine for you. Mike Weir, our good friend is uh, commemorating 20 years since slipping on the green jacket. And how good is it? Tiger. Yeah. Freaking Woods slips on the green jacket for you when you're the first lefty, first Canadian to win, and you pick up your first major championship. I mean, it it's a storybook kind of thing for Weirzy, and we're going to hear him tell about it. Talk yeah, Talk to yeah. us about it.
4: All, all exciting stuff and great stuff for Mike Weir. What a great, deserving champion that year that he won the masters
3: absolute clutch i mean you could have cut the silence with a knife when he had to make that thing it was unbelievable also america's favorite caddy will join us for some great stories as we look forward to next week's masters tournament it's all coming up next here on real golf radio
6: are you looking to improve your baseball swing you need the rip grip pro co-created by dodgers triple a star drew avens the rip grip pro will help you stay palm up
7: At Staples, school is always in session. And savings never take a holiday. Especially now. During Staples Teacher Palooza, you save big on everything for school. Like 20% on all Crayola products. Up to 40% on brands like Post-It, Papermate, and Elmer's. Plus 24-pack cases of True Clear bottled water are only 3 dollars During Staples Teacher Palooza, teachers save big and so do you. With classroom deals for everybody. But deals end soon. So hurry to Staples today. Offers end for one. In-store only. Limit one on water while supplies last.
8: Every piece of land has a story. The Upshaws right theirs with a John Deere 1 Series tractor they call Penny. When your project comes up, you have to just jump in and figure out what is it going to take. From front loader to backhoe, the Upshaws have the tools to DIY all day long. Run with us on a 1 Series tractor and start telling your story. Get a 1 Series tractor starting at $134 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315.
2: With Progressive's Home Quote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance, because giving you options is the right thing to do.
0: Oh, you mean like when I let someone with less groceries go ahead and line? Sure, there's a part of me that thinks, if you only need three things, maybe go to a convenience store next time. And now they're sifting through coupons and my frozen foods are about to be not frozen.
2: But still, it's the right thing to do. So compare rates with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available
9: in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
10: This report is sponsored by Beringer Ingelheim.
9: I'm Bernie Williams, and I lost my dad to idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, one of the most common forms of interstitial lung disease, an umbrella term for over 200 rare conditions that can cause scarring of the lungs and may make it difficult to breathe. My dad was my hero. He was the one to introduce me to music and it is something that helps me feel connected to him, even today. Music was always something that helped me cope as a caregiver. Writing a song to honor my father and his own journey with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis was a way to put my feelings down on paper, and I know so many people can relate. Check out Tuning to Long Health to hear more about what living with interstitial lung disease really means and the important role that music can play in helping to cope with this disease. You will find a series of vocal and breathing exercises playlists and some of my favorite tunes and personal stories from people who have been affected by interstitial lung disease. Visit TuneInToLungHealth.com to learn more.
2: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper that's
11: the coolest part about this whole deal. I mean, it's just such a fun golf course. It's such a fun piece of property. I mean, it's, it's Augusta national. It's about as cool as it gets. It's so fun to play. Um, you know, I just can't, can't believe that I can come back for a lifetime and get to enjoy enjoy this golf course.
3: That's what it's all about right there. The defending champion, Scotty Scheffler, and his comments after winning the green jacket last year at the 86th Masters. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Jack Nicklaus in 1965 and 1966 won back-to-back green jackets. Nick Faldo did it in 89-90. Tiger Woods the last to do it, 2001 and 2002. Scotty Scheffler, though, has to be on top of everybody's favorites this week going into the tournament. Not only is he the defending champ, he is on fire again. He's playing some tremendous golf. And I I don't know how you don't pick Scotty Scheffler, although history would suggest it's one of those difficult things to do. What is more difficult, becoming the fourth player to win consecutive Masters or the sixth player to complete the career Grand Slam? That's what Rory's up against.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I if If I were to put... Um, a label on it. I would say it's it's tougher for Rory. Rory yeah. continues to have to answer that question year after year after year, especially after he's gotten the other three. So, um, but somebody's going to ask Scotty too, and it's going to put some pressure on him where that's concerned. But Rory's the guy, I think, this week. Okay. Oh, Rory. Rory's your guy this week. He's my guy this week. All right. Well, look, he
3: has his best ever finish last year with a runner-up, right? He shot that final round 64, which ties a record-low final round. And he finished runner-up. He started 73-73, so after 36 holes, he was 10 shots back. Yeah. Now, Scotty 4 butted. To make it a three-shot affair, so it was still probably a seven-shot swing, if you will, by the time yeah. the, the the final thirty-six holes was done. Nevertheless, sixty-four, Bobby. He, you know that he's got it in him. He's uh, he's played six events this season. Won the CJ Cut back in October, tied for second at Bay Hill. Then he missed the cut at the Players, and 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 everybody's ready to dismiss Rory. Changes some equipment, putter, driver, mixes it up a little bit. Third at match play, and looked really good doing it last week.
4: Yeah. He went to work, especially after that player's championship. Um, The things that were difficult for him were the driver and the putter. So um, he cut a half inch off the driver and was still bombing it. um, And then um, changed out the putter, went back to a more blade style instead of that uh, uh, mallet style putter and uh, putted extremely well, made a lot of putts. So, He's got he's looking really good coming into this week.
3: All right. I like it. Those are, I mean, look, number one or number two in the world. Let's go. Yep. It doesn't Let's get go. a whole lot better than that. Let's go to Jordan Spieth, the 2015 winner, Bob. Uh, he's playing, he's played in nine. So he's playing in his 10th masters. He missed the cut last year. This is a guy that started off two, one, two, 11, three. I mean, it, it's really hard to find somebody that had a better start than that in, the, in their masters tournament career. Since that time, he's gone 21, 46, third, and then last year's missed cut. What do you chalk up last year to? And do you have any um, any
4: concerns about Jordan? Or is he on your list this uh, as potential winners this year? He He's on my list. I, I love Jordan Spieth around this golf course. One of the things my dad said is he loves the way Jordan Spieth plays golf. And he loves how he putts. Um, and I told him that last year under the tree behind the clubhouse. Had a chance to just introduce myself and say, you know, my dad, he won the year my dad passed away mm. and, and my dad loved the way he gets himself around the golf course and plays the game. But, um, Jordan Spieth, I think it was an anomaly last year with him missing the cup, but he bounced right back and won the next week at Harbortown. Um, he has yet to win this year, but Arnold Palmer invitational tied for fourth and the Valspar tied for third. Um, I, think Jordan Spieth will have another great week. He loves this place.
3: Three top six finishes in his last six starts on the PGA Tour. And this is what's interesting. is I talked about Rory, who led the first three rounds of 2011 and hasn't led after any rounds since. Not the same for Jordan. Quite opposite. He led nine rounds in the last eight years. His, he's... Uh, lowest scoring average over that time as well and he holds the record for the most birdies in a tournament with 28 the year he won in 2015 so you're right he knows how to get it around and if that putter is heating up a little bit watch out john rom bob this is a guy that has won three times he's had five top tens in six stroke play starts again not counting the withdrawal at the players. So he also holds the record for the low last 54 holes, 14 under par back in 2018. His, uh, he finished fourth in 2018. That was his best year. Tied for 27th after a Saturday 70, 77 last year. What do you think of Rahm and his chances?
4: Well, he's playing extremely well so far this year as well. Uh, Century Tournament Champions, he won American Express, also the Genesis Invitational. But he's had to withdraw any any um, at the Players' Championship and a couple of other events, he's finished tied for 31st and 39th. That's, those are in his last three. I think Rom's a great pick, um, but I... I don't like his form coming into it, but he's probably been working on it.
3: Yeah, well, look, he's played six Masters, and again, that's right on that magical number of uh, the number of attempts before your first win, so he, he put him in there. Let me ask you, some of these other guys, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, uh, Sam Burns is obviously hot right now, yep. Max Home has played well this year, yep. Cam Young, what, what,
4: are, what other players jump out to you? Every one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I like Homa. Homa's played great. I like his style and, and and how he's starting to ramp up his game. He's starting to hit his stride. Um, I think that's that's a good one. Um, Cameron Young, that's another good one. Missed out on his first win last week, but has Paul Desori on the bag now. Justin Thomas, that's a great pick, and he's got Bones on the bag who's had – three Masters championships under his belt with Phil Mickelson. Morikawa um, finished fifth last year. That's another good one. Um, I It's 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 wide open this year, and I'm excited to see how it's all going to work out. Let me ask you a, a blast from the past real quick
3: before we run out of time and get to uh-huh. Mike where What about Justin Rose? Two times a runner-up finish. He yeah. won earlier this year at Pebble Beach. Yeah. This would be kind of a Marco Mira kind of win, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah, it would. One major championship and winning the U.S. Open at, at uh, it was at Marion. But yeah, I don't know. He opened up uh, with 65, and I know he
3: sort of has the reputation of being the first-round leader, but finished seventh in 2021, 76-76, missed the cut last year. But again, seeing him win at Pebble Beach. I don't know. Just Justin Rose kind of popped out there. Maybe if you're looking yeah. a little dark horse, a little top tenner, maybe maybe look out for, uh, for Jay Rose there. So yeah. anyway, hey, listen, coming up next, a special interview with Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champion, as he looks back on 20 years with a green jacket. That's next here on our Masters preview edition of Real Golf Radio.
12: I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you
1: win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. That's 800-278-1738.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
13: One day you'll get it.
2: Here's Brian and Bob.
3: Hey, welcome back to the Masters Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. Excited to welcome in our next guest. He's a good friend of ours. The 2003 Masters champ. He's the first Canadian to win a major, the first lefty to win the Masters, and second adopted Utah to win the Masters. Joining my co-host dad, (laughs) 1970 champ Billy Casper. Mike Weir joins us on the 20th anniversary of Tiger putting on his green jacket. Weirzy, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, I, I kind of got chills just saying that, you know. I mean, you think back on it, and if you could, like, draw it up, to have Tiger Woods in his prime be the one to slip on the green jacket. Man, that's that's some pretty great stuff right there.
18: Yeah, that, uh, for sure, that's great stuff. It would have been, like, you know, someone winning, like, back in the day, Sandy Lyle, having Jack Nicklaus put the jacket on him in 80, 86, 87 there. That, you know, something like that. So, to have one of the greatest players put the, the jacket on is uh, – You know, another little feather in the cap of that year
3: we were just going through the leaderboard and it was a pretty impressive group of players. You know, there's a lot of talk about today's depth and the parody. I mean, look, you go down the list right there, you know, you've got Phil Mickelson, Jim Furyk, Tiger Woods, you know, Davis Love, Ernie Els. I mean, the the list goes on and on. It was a, it was a stacked field and, uh, and and you outlasted them all. And, um, you know, what are your reflections when you think back on that 20 years ago?
18: Well, I, I think going into that week, you know, I had a lot of confidence. I was playing well. I won a couple of times earlier in the year. So I, you know, my confidence was high and I just kind of had a game plan in my head of how I was going to play that golf course. And that wasn't going to be with my length. I'm not a long player, so I can't really attack the par fives. I have to attack it with positioning my second shot so I can attack with my wedge. And that was my strategy. And, um, and I drove it very well there. You know, you, For me, I have to hit a fade, you know, right to left shot works really well at Augusta. So I drove, I hit that fade really well that week. And then I just executed I executed really well with uh, my wedges. You know, my putting inside of 10 feet was very good. And that was kind of the recipe for me. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, minimizing the mistakes. You know, I didn't make many bogeys during the week, you know, four or five bogeys all week, I think. And um, so that was, that was huge for me to, uh, you know, just kind of execute that kind of plan and kind of what happens from there you know i don't have the firepower to make eagles and you know a ton of birdies out there but the golf course is playing long it was wet i knew it was going to be playing difficult and you know if you could shoot two three four under it uh, in a round out there you're going to be in great shape
4: so i was going to say that with the golf course being as wet as it was because there was a lot of rain and a lot of moisture did that help you to um put your plan or implement your plan and how did that help you against the rest of the guys when, when it became difficult for them to, to get to those par fives?
18: Yeah, I think probably it did help me a little bit. I think, you know, because I go in with such longer clubs into those holes with it being, uh, wet the first couple of days, especially that, you know, five woods and rescue clubs and long irons were able to stay on and around at least the fringes, of a lot of the green. So, um, minimize my difficulties of up and downs when I did miss the green. It was just usually just barely off the green. Um, I think, you know, the strength of my game was my wedge game and I can really, I'm really good at controlling the spin of my wedges. So I think some guys, at least that I played with, were, you know, spinning the ball away from the hole quite a bit, you know, hitting hitting two full of shots and spinning it away and I was kind of just kind of picking it off the turf and controlling the spin so it would, you know, one hop and stop and Stay close to the hole, not spin away from certain pins. So I think, in that regard, that that really helped me. Um, that I, you know, could attack the, a wetter golf course in that in that way. And those longer holes, even though they were, I did have some longer shots into the holes. Uh, you know, I was able to kind of. I look at Augusta, as, you know, that second shot golf course where you kind of want to be in the right quadrant. You want to be in the right quadrant where the pin is and be around there. And I was able to uh, keep the ball kind of in those little quadrants. Mike,
3: we're joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You led after the second round, and then a third round 75 slipped you back into second. Uh, Jeff Maggard shot 66 on that Saturday and took the lead, but it was a a Sunday 68 that uh, ended up putting you into a playoff with Len Matisse, who shot the low round of the day at 65, and his only bogey was the the bogey there at the last, and your only bogey came in the playoff, and it was just enough to win, so you went bogey-free on Sunday what's your mindset when you, when you look at that at the halfway you're leading, then you gave up the lead going into that round I mean, how did, how did, what was your, I I hate to keep saying how, what was your mindset? That sounds so redundant, but I guess, how do you approach it when you, when you've kind of had the lead, given it up and then, but you're still right there.
18: Yeah. I I tried to take the approach that, you know, throw the courses that need to hold at Augusta national. You're not going to go unscathed. You're going to make some mistakes and you're going to make some bogeys. I happen to make some, Finishing my round in the third round. and I didn't want to make too big of a deal about it, even though I did lose the lead, which was disappointing. I wanted to, you know, just kind of stay kind of calm in my head and just say, you know what, you, you're playing well. You let a couple slip here, but you're playing well. Don't let it affect your confidence in how you're playing. Let's, you know, you're still tied for the lead, I think. Or maybe I was one back going into Sunday. I can't remember, but um, I was in the last group and, You know, I'm in a great position. So
3: when you got to the 18th to 72nd hole, that was unique. I still don't know if I've seen a Sunday pin back left on 18. And all of a sudden you find yourself with this new pin position as well. And that puck comes up seven feet short. Now you have to make it to get into a playoff. I've been fortunate to be in some cool spots in sports. That was probably one of the most tense moments that I can remember sitting there greenside watching that and I'll never forget you didn't break stride you went through your routine and just stroked it in looking back on it does it surprise you a little bit
18: how you were able to keep it all together for that putt yeah a little bit Um I think it's all, all the mental training I've done over the years and, and led me to that moment you know it was um, like you said it was a difficult pin Um I hit a really nice second shot in there I thought it was going to get up to the top here I struck a knife warrant iron that I thought was going to get up there, and then I was worked on that left side of the green, kind of putting across, and um, it's just a putt I had never really even hit before pr- in practice rounds um, to that particular spot. And when it came up short, of course there was all these zoos and ahs, and I don't think I've ever heard a silence like that when I was getting over my second putt. That oh, was as quiet as I've ever heard anything in my life. And I think what just ran through my mind is was and maybe I've told told you guys this before, but you know, 71 holes, I've had a certain routine about the way I've approached every putt. And I just told myself in my head, I can live with the results. If if I do the same thing I've done the last little bit. But if I try extra on this putt, if I get outside of my routine and think about what this means and all that kind of stuff that gets in the way of great performance, um, that'd be tough to live with if it didn't go in. and, And you know, for 71 holes, I was able to do it and I couldn't do it on the last. So I just said, Hey, you've done it for 71 holes. Let's do it one more time. Uh, I can live with the results no matter what, as long as I commit to what I'm doing here. And that was the mindset. And it just calmed me down. I just said, okay, I've been doing it the last four days. Just do the same thing again, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really trusted that part. I trusted my read and that's, you know, it was a big learning lesson for me. And it's still to this day, like how you have to commit to your reads, you have to commit to the speed and, uh, whether that's, at your club championship or the 72nd hole of a major, it's the same thing. You know, you just have to, you can't have doubt when you're standing over a shot or a putt. And so I was proud that I, that I committed to that, and went ahead and hit it with full trust.
4: Yeah. And so that putt was huge. Uh, You know, you talked about your wedges being really good. Uh, You pride yourself on your wedges um, that you were putting. Uh, When I watched the show this week, of the 2003 masters, it seemed like you made everything it within that 12 to uh, three or four foot range. Um, was there anything in particular that was going on that week that really helped you out? Or were you just putting well coming into the event too?
18: I was putting well coming into the event, you know, getting those couple wins uh, earlier in the year. Um, it's funny. I you, you wish you could tap into that all the time, but it was like, I could, I was just, seeing the lines so well. I was reading them so well. Um, and I think, you know, I wasn't too, I wasn't thinking mechanically too much. Um, I think I was in like that creative space in your head, you know, where you're just seeing Mm -hmm. a picture. Um, and I think I was really trusting that. Now that's, that's a a great place to be. I think that's where I think I, I just really believed in that theory and just tried to just go with that and didn't get caught up in like, Oh, I think I need to get my hands up a little higher here, stand a little closer there. Anything like that didn't interrupt uh, the flow of the stroke. So I, I think I was just seeing the picture well and just reacting to what I was seeing. I, I guess the best way to explain it, and um, that that was maybe the difference.
3: That's awesome, Mike. We're joining us. in the zone. That's the zone, <laughs> exactly. <That's> the zone. <laughs> <laughs>
18: in <never>, the field. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Oops. Hang on a second. There we go, um, hey hey Mike, it's been 20 years. Where's the replica trophy and the gold medal to this day?
18: Oh, it's in my office, still uh, it's right there in my office. Uh, I was I was in my office doing some work today, and I saw it. You know, obviously with it right around the corner um, next, next week. So um, yeah, it's always close by. How how much crystal
3: have you won over the years at Augusta, and are they all displayed? Um, I've won a, Yeah, I've won
18: some. It's not all displayed. Although I need to call Augusta, but you know Mackenzie Hughes and I won the par three contest last year. We still haven't received our crystal from uh, <laughs> winning that. So we we were texting the other day. He's like, "Did you get your crystal?" I'm like, as a matter of fact, I haven't. We need to. Have it. We won the par three. It's the first time two Canadians won the par three together, and uh, we didn't
3: get our crystal. You see what happened? You two Canadians win the par three, and they dug yeah. the whole thing up. <laughs>
18: yeah, exactly. exactly. We need to change this. We can't have these foreigners win this thing. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you played at all um, in the last little while, or have you
18: seen the golf course since some of the changes? Yeah, I played um, – I guess it was in uh, early February I was back there uh, before we played our champions event in, uh, in Florida. And uh, yeah, the changes are great. I think, you know, obviously 13 talked about a lot. I think that's a great change. They also changed um, number 11. Well, number yeah. 11 has pushed back quite a bit into the left. Uh, that's, that's a significant change. I <laughs> hit a pretty good drive and had 245 yards. Oh, of the oh my goodness. That's after, you know, it was wet. I mean, I hit my drive probably 290 yards, but uh, 535, 540 yard hole. I mean, that's what you have in. Um, and then 18, they've moved back. to You know, the caddies were saying they think it's about eight yards, but you know, they, they never really let you know how, how far, but it was about eight yards, I think. Mm. Um, mm. so yeah. And the par three was, was fun. You know, it was really opened it up for, uh, uh, for the patrons and, um, yeah, I think that'll that's a nice little addition there too.
3: That's awesome. Uh we went over champion dinner menus last week and yours was pretty epic. Elk, wild boar, arctic char. I mean, I was just thinking about this and I Bob's dad had to <laughs> have been in heaven, man. That's like right up his alley. <laughs>
18: <laughs> that's right. I know he loved his wild wild uh game and stuff, so yeah. yeah. I mean I think he enjoyed it. Uh Byron Nelson came up and, and said uh how great it was and my friend Alistair who's a chef back in Canada came in and uh help serve the meal and put, put the whole meal together for me. And, uh, it was really special, you know, with uh, Byron was the, you know, kind of the chairman in charge of the dinner that evening. He asked for my friend Alistair to come up and we all gave him a round of applause. And so that was really cool. Cool moment for for me and Alistair too.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Any story that involves Byron Nelson, um, that's pretty special.
18: That's That's a good story. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure.
3: Well, Mike, we appreciate you reminiscing with us a little bit. Uh, You know, it was fun that that 20 years ago we were down at the radio station downtown. You came, the mayor, you know, named a street after you. I drove by it the other day; it's still there, Mike Weir Drive in Draper. (laughs) And uh, you know, we—I know Bob's dad was there. We took a picture. In fact, I'll send it to you. We all look like babies, Uh, but uh, it (laughs) was—it was—it was was good times. And uh, we appreciate you—you reliving it with us. And again, congratulations on on such a successful win and and uh, everything else that's ensued in your career and and just uh, all the good that you do for the community and, and for the game of golf as well and and uh you know we're excited for your international captaincy and the president's cup and just got a lot of good stuff going so uh enjoy the week next week and thanks again for your time
18: I uh, appreciate it, guys always uh, enjoy talking golf with you guys
3: yeah we appreciate it we'll thanks, talk mike. to you again soon thanks mike Thanks.
18: Folks. We'll
3: there, see you there. Yeah, we'll see absolutely. That's You know what? That's the best thing I could hear. We'll see you there yes,
18: we'll at the map. I cannot
3: wait. Uh, headed out just in a couple of days. So, uh there you go. That was 2003 Masters champion Mike Weir on the 20th anniversary of his winning the Green Jacket. Pretty special stuff. We'll take a short break. More of the show next.
13: Everyone expects distance from their driver. We are shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that we constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour.
3: We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com.
13: This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one one-thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone.
5: For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee.
13: Visit firsttee.org. Sometimes less is more, like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more, like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology, like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw, from Callaway
2: now back to real golf radio with brian taylor and bob casper
3: all right welcome back to the show brian taylor bob casper really appreciate mike weir for taking the time to visit with us man that was fun to talk to weirzy about that win back in 2003 20 years ago if you haven't uh, done so check out our social feed twitter at real golf we posted the picture with bob's dad billy casper Mike Weir, the year he won at the celebration we put on for him at the station, and then uh, Bob and I standing there, and we're we're kind of looking like kids, but it's, uh, it's fun to look back on that for sure. Hey, you know the guy that's always like a kid? I don't know if that's a good transition, but I'm just trying to make him feel good. He's, he's youthful. I mean, look, he's so, he's so young, Bob, so young. Youthful exuberance. That's it. We call him the cat. There are bag rats. And then there are
2: caddies. Hey, Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While well, we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here
3: he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Uh, the caddy joins us uh, this week on Real Golf Radio as he does each and every week. And you know why this was an exciting week for me, Bob? Yeah. Because this is the one week that I actually have something in common with both of you. All three of okay. us have donned the white overalls, yes, and carried and bags moved. around the Masters tournament. That's right. Caddy, how hey, are you?
19: But unlike you guys, I haven't caddied for a Masters champion.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh! How about oh. that? All right, but I do. How about so that? I do. I just grew I like two have, inches taller. I, I like that. See, your your your
19: intro about the youthful comment about me you're right I'll tell you I do have something in common with a five-year-old I take naps in the afternoon now <laughs>
4: oh, I like that <clears throat> and why shouldn't you nothing better than a nap in the afternoon I can oh, think of a couple tremendous. of
19: things I mean around warm the golf in the afternoon warm summer day breeze blowing through ah, okay. laying on the hammock of
3: Time is limited. It's the Masters preview (laughs) show. We can't get drifted away on a hammock on the beach. And I did want to ask you about Scotty Scheffler's menu for his champion's dinner. Mike Weir, we were just talking to him about when he served elk and wild boar and Arctic char and all that. But I figured if we got down the menu route with the caddy, our time would be up. So let's just get right to it. What caddy? Masters week, you have, I mean, you're legitimate. Bob and I have ceremonially caddied in the
4: Masters. You've legitimately caddied in the Masters. I've legit caddied in the Masters, too, for Keith Clearwater. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't yeah, realize. he you, 31 on the back nine to make the cut. Well, the that's the- I caddied for him.
3: That's only two away from the record. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Okay. 29, 30 on the front, 29 on the back. Those are the nine-hole records. Caddy, what is it like- The week of the Masters, how is it different? What is the feeling like as a caddy that week at the Masters?
19: It is so different. than. Well, all the majors are just radically different from each other. Sometimes the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship can resemble each other. Sometimes. But they are so different. But the Masters is, uh, I just describe it as, it's like going, you know, it's like going to this special place where think about the behavior. Everybody who goes to watch the patrons, right? They go yep. through, when you go through the gates, you just transform into your best behavior all of a sudden, right? You're just <laughs> immediately going to be on your best behavior. It's like being in class with the, the nun or something. You're not going to mess around. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a place of, you feel this reverence. I mean, it's, I just can't describe If you haven't been there, you really need to do it. It's just, I've actually prayed on a Friday morning as I was walking past the first screen towards the caddy locker room area from the parking lot. And my, I I've actually prayed that we made the cut that day. That's how <laughs> bad you, want to make the cut it.
4: Oh man, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, I remember like said, distinctly Yeah.
19: I distinctly doing that. Yeah. As oh, the sun's coming. Up and yeah. it was like you know, the reason it invoked that is because you're like, okay, this this is this could be what
4: heaven looks like. It could be. Awesome. <laughs> like field of dreams. Is this heaven? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Know, it's Augusta. Augusta. <laughs> no, it's Augusta. I've been pumped. Okay, so let it. me having you having said that, let me ask you this question. Gary Player this week came out and said the Open Champions number one the Open Championship the U.S. Open's number two the PGA Championship's number three and Augusta's number four and Jack Nicklaus came out and said the U.S. Open's number one the British Open's number two PGA Champions three and Augusta's number four. Where do you rank Augusta?
19: I'm not surprised that Player would rank the open championship as one and Jack would rank the U S open as one. Jack's always spoken about the national championship being number one. Um, and of course the open championship is the granddaddy of them all. That was player's point, right? Mostly is he was taken by, by the totality of history. Um, Mm. Mm. yeah,
12: Mm. there's,
19: there's there's, there's one thing about, the Masters that's just different than the others. And it's actually not winning the event or all that it's the fact of the way you come back forever for the champions dinner and you come back to the site in the springtime and you see all the old guys, all the old friends. That just doesn't happen anywhere else. No. Nope. That's that's a, so when you're older, um it I mean yep. really it's a really big deal to have one. It's kind of like having a, a bunch of great grandchildren. When you get older, it's a big deal. It's everything.
3: Golf so immortality.
19: It is. It's, it's, it's it's your little moment to go back and you can play the par three until you can't walk anymore and you, then you can probably still play it. And it's just, there's something about all that that goes with it. That makes it a really special one. If you said, okay, which one do you want now? If you're, maybe a a real history buff like Ben Crenshaw or if you're from outside the United States, you're going to pick the open championship. I mean, that's the historic, right? That's the historic one with the historic meaning, especially to win it at St. Andrews. Jack said that tiger said that, that's a, that's a real big deal, but it's, um, I think it'd be tough to pass. And I, if you press me on it, I'm going to have to say, uh if you know if i was a great golfer i'd say i'd want that masters jacket first
3: absolutely and you know what if you were yeah. to ask most now again jack started playing back in the 50s the masters was or 60s the masters i don't think he played in the 50s did, yeah jack was more in the 60s um 60s i mean the masters is 30 years old then 26 years old right there's a difference and where the Masters is today, I think if you ask the players, this is absolutely they want to win. I don't want to argue semantics, but you said the granddaddy of them all, which is, of course, the, the slogan for the Rose Bowl and the pageantry. But the Rose Bowl doesn't always mean national champion, but it does have the pageantry and the tradition, the parade and all that goes with it, right? Same venue yeah. there in Pasadena and all that. So I do think that is probably more Augusta, if you were going to say granddaddy. But anyway, semantics, I understand what you're saying. You were thinking age history. I understand. Hey, we only got a few minutes left, Caddy. We got to talk about, well, first of all, um, one of the questions that Bob and I have talked about are, what are some of your favorite shots that you look forward to seeing at the Masters? And then maybe a little bit of a twist, what shots just absolutely scared the crap out of you as a caddy that your player had to face?
19: Yeah, so the shots you look forward to seeing it's always fun to watch the, the shots on 16 when the pin's in that hole-in-one location. So I'm going to call that the number one.
4: Ding, 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 you, ding, ding. That's what I said.
19: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's right off the bat there. Um, as far as the scary shots, um, certainly number 12. Yes. Mm. Number 12 can be scary. But you can pick a bunch of them um, for 11. no hazards in play.
4: Second shot?
19: Uh, so no, 11, 11, 12, second shot, 13 from the side of the hill wedge shot on 13. When the pins in the back mm. and you've laid up, um, you know, pretty much anything on 14 that you never get to see the second shot on 15, the wedge shot on 15 <laughs> is always a mystery. I mean, you could just go on and on and on. Um, yeah, there's a lot of scary ones the, the shot on, uh, on three can be a little scary for no hazard, right? The no, the no hazard shots will shoot on number one. I've seen people put it in the bunker on one when the pin's front left and they're behind the pin. I mean, yeah, the whole place can be my, my player had a great line. The first year he played there after, after a round or two, he said to me, he said, I don't know how anybody who's played here for many years has any nerves left. <laughs>
4: I remember I was catting for my dad. You're talking about number one. I was catting for my dad one time, and he missed the green short right, and the pin was midway left side.
19: Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He chips it up there, and it looks like it's going to be perfect, and it goes like a foot or two, maybe three past the hole, oh, right off the left side of the ground and slope. down the bottom yeah. of the slope. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a fun shot next, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're going to be right back where you were before coming off the right front of the green. It's pretty crazy. I've got
19: to got to tell you a cool shot I just remembered. Uh, we hit it over the green on number seven, and it was the
17: mm.
19: it was a back it was a back left pin placement, and we're in the bunker over the green. You couldn't be more dead. I mean, there's no. <laughs> and my my player's looking at it, and he's going. I got no shot here. And I I I said to him, I said I said, Well, you're just gonna have to hit the pin. That's all you can do. And he and he hit the pin and it went in.
3: No. <laughs>
12: no. <laughs> yeah.
3: Are How about you serious? Yes.
19: Yeah, the actual <sighs> true story. <laughs> I said I don't have a <laughs> shot here. <laughs> yeah, you do. You just gotta hit the pin. I got him thinking. I got him thinking. Wow. You focused <laughs> yeah, it. Pat wow. myself hard on the back for that one. Man. But I'm not taking any credit for the 10 we made on 15. Oh. <laughs> oh
3: man. We don't want to talk about big numbers while you're caddy, and I, I would lose that we one. Had a, yeah. We had a move. Yeah, Brian would lose that I would one. lose that one. Um, hey, caddy, uh, we got a couple minutes left. I know everybody wants to talk about Scheffler, and why not? He's number one in the world. He's super hot. Rory, obviously in good form. Spieth is putting again. You know, look out, uh, John Rahm. How can you not pick that guy? But outside of those four, and maybe comment on those four guys, who comes to mind? When yeah, it's just so hard to pick a Masters winner. Who, who do you who do you like though?
19: Oh, I got my pick. I you know I like to pick someone who's sometimes a little outside of everybody's current. Zone of picking, right? And this yep. guy doesn't quite fit that bill, just because to, he's too good a player to not be in. The, but he kind of hasn't been in the conversations I've heard lately. I'll tell you, here's my pick: Justin Thomas.
14: There you she go. Goes. He's my pick.
3: Well, I mean, he is he is the reigning PGA champion, so yep. it's not completely out of the realm. But he isn't. You're right. He's not necessarily the one that everybody's talking about, but. He's a and tiger protege on the bag. Who's won three of them. Ooh, good call, Bob.
19: That's right. He's got, he's got a lot of Augusta experience on that winning experience. Let's say, cause he's had a lot of Augusta experience on the bag period, with Jimmy Johnson, but this is yes. winning. Augusta. Yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm going, with, I'm going I, I went down the whole list and it's really weird. I looked at all the names and I'm like, I don't like anybody to win. The, how, nobody's going to win the masters outside of those three guys this year. And, uh, you know, I don't know about Rom. I mean, he's uh you know, I mean, I played great, but it's kind of what have you done for me lately, right? Exactly.
3: So, yeah, hundred
19: kind percent. Of, kind of a twosome right now. Plus Rom. Um, apologies, Adam, if you're listening.
3: I like it. There you go. Caddy's got JT. Uh, Tune in. We'll see how he does. We'll talk about it next week. We'll be live at the Masters, and we will give you our take after two rounds complete and get you ready for that weekend at the Masters. Caddy, so good to visit with you. So excited for the Masters. Enjoy the week, buddy. No, he's not whistling. He's he's going off with his own piano whistle right there. That was the caddy right here. Stay tuned. Final thoughts next.
15: Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free
1: shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking
16: a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
1: You're
2: listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking Golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
13: One day you'll get it.
2: Here's Brian
3: and Bob. Wow, what a fun time it's been for these last two hours. Masters preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Thanks so much to Mike Weir. Thanks to the caddy. John Patrick from the Augusta Golf Show joined us in hour number one as well. If you missed any part of it, follow us on Twitter and follow us all next week. Interact with us from the Masters. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. At Real Golf Radio is their other social media channels as well. We can't wait to bring you our coverage and insights all week long live from. The Masters. All right, Bob, time to pick a winner. This is where it comes down. We've talked about a lot of players. Yeah. And I, I'm going to go first. I think it is maybe time for a Masters club champion to win again. Okay. And I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. I just hard to argue with the way this guy gets around this golf course. I mean, the 2-1-2 start, and he's he's putting well again. I feel like there's some Spieth magic about to break through. I'm going with Jordan Spieth.
4: Yeah, it's kind of trending that way, and, and he would be in my top three. Okay? I got to go with Rory because I want to see the Cinderella story and I want to see him get his career grand slam. But Will Zalatoris, a second and a sixth. Scotty Scheffler winning last year, back-to-back. Spieth, Tony Finau is a dark horse, getting his first major. I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Zalatoris is my other pick.
3: I mean, the guy is just tie sixth and second. I mean, those guys, some guys just know how to play this golf course and we'll see if they unlock it. Thanks to Dave Glazer, our producer for Bob Casper. and Brian Taylor. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the Masters next week.
16: Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.